This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. And uh, repeat, 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 Groundhog Day. Another loss. Uh, it's just ongoing. Um, today we're going to talk, obviously, about the Brighton match. Uh, look forward to tomorrow's game in the FA Cup. Away to Hall and then touch on some transfer news. Uh, full crew today, Collie's back with us. So, Collie, Richie, and Chris, this afternoon, gents. How are we doing, hey, boys? How's things? Afternoon. All good, all good. Uh, apart from the football, obviously, Collie. Uh, we, we spoke last week that uh, it's, a, it's a weekly thing now that the team news is just baffling some, sometimes when, when you see the team sheet. Um, but this one was just off the charts. I mean, uh, one, Luke Dean on the bench and Seamus Carmel at left back. I mean, I just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I think you'd need a very, very intelligent man to try and work around his, uh, his setup last week, Joe, to be honest with you. Um, look, we'll obviously go on later on in the podcast and speak, speak about the Dania issue. But why not go just a, a flat back forward, put, put a Godfrey out on the left? You know, Holgate and Kane, Jesus, are only two centre-backs. They're, they're dreadful, but I still would have probably just gone with the, the flat back forward. Um, and Shane is out on the right, Joe, to be honest with you. We were overrunning midfield. Um, done many times, we need to say that. We need three in midfield, Joe, for me. Um, Brighton. Sees that early on in the game and they took control, Joe. You know, um, thought Anthony Gordon played really well, kind of gave us that, you know, impetus. Um, then you had Greg done well, Joe, as well, and, and Dominic up front. And you know, should he have stepped up for the penalty? I know he's a penalty taker, and there's, there's arguments on both sides of that coin, but having just come back from a, a lengthy layoff, I would have thought maybe. Someone else would have stepped up, but yeah. who else was there? I suppose you know. Um, Gray, yeah, Gray. I know, and I seen it on on the TV. I don't know whether you noticed that the Gray initially went over and, and got seen the him, ball. Yeah, him. I think it was him and Gordon having a goal. Yeah, not a goal, but yeah. having a, having a conversation. But yeah, um, probably you know hindsight's a great thing, Joe. Let's and, and I'm sure Dominic just wanted to get the ball in the back of the net. I haven't been away for so long, but and then during the weekend, you know. There's reports that Dominic has a possible reoccurrence of, or a slight reoccurrence, or there's a you know issue possibly. But you would expect that after being laid off for so long and then playing the full whatever 93, 94 minutes, mm. um, you would expect some sort of reaction. But I feel sorry for for Rafa in a way because what what would the crowd's uh, reaction be if he took off Calvert Lewin and we're losing? You know, the kind of you know, we're 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 getting back into the game as such. And so I think he was caught between a rock and a hard place, uh, Joe, in relation to Calvert Leon. But again, hindsight is he probably if he had if he had been winning, he would have been off, I would suggest in around the sixty minute mark, you know, the kind of way. But um did Brighton deserve the three points? I thought second half, Joe, we played really well and even towards maybe the end of the first half you could see us getting stronger, but we shouldn't have to go a goal or two down before we start playing, you know. And I think this is what certainly gets to me. Um, I have to highlight the, the two centre backs, Joe. Um, 
Michael Keane, absolutely dreadful. Um, Holgate, that chap has, has dropped so much in the last 18, 24 months uh, to where he was, you know, and, and I can understand the uh, the stories coming out from the club that he could be possibly on his way out because unfortunately, I think Mason needs a change of club and I think we need a, a change of Mason, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I just have it written down here. The trade, not I. I'll include. I'll include Godfrey and Rich. I think the trade them as, as they were just all over the place. I mean, they didn't really know where they were supposed to be. It went from like a flat five to Carmen and John Joe Kenny bombing on, but the three lads were just all over the place. And the show, especially for the second goal. I mean, if we're supposed to be doing zone marking, the trade were marking the same zone. It was just. Ridiculous. Skill by defending, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I would love to know what they were doing for the last 17 days before the game. Because mm. 17 days to, I wouldn't say to plan for this game in particular, but to get a style in place that you know that you're going to be doing. And if he was going playing three at the back, it took about a minute and a half for him to realise they were all over the place. You know, mm. there was no shape. And that, and I, for me, it comes down to, like Collie said, Michael Keane was abysmal, but he's not a leader in the middle to to organise and to run a defence because, he, I don't know, he just doesn't have it. You know, I suppose we've said it time and time again, he's grand facing the ball and defending in front of him, but anything kind of over, behind, around the corner, he's just, I don't know, time and time again, he just, the individual errors are just, they're shocking. And it's the same things that keep costing us, you know, and it's costing us dearly when you can see goals, you know, it's just very hard to come back from it. And that was such a, a kick in the stones like that early like three minutes in and just the life is sucked out of everything that you're kind of looking forward to getting back and I know I said I kind of blind optimism kind of in the, in the, in the preview last week saying that I was looking forward to it and I'd had a detox over Christmas and I'm sure we were all kind of similar back in rehab a couple of minutes later like it was you know, <laughs> just so so bad but I, to back to Rafa like I mean it's a baffling decision you know a three the three at the back or five at the back I suppose against Chelsea worked fine because of what we were up against, but against Brighton, you know, I, I was out and about and I saw the team I'm looking at, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. You know, was there an error? And then you see it, you lined up and it's just, it, 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 it's kamikaze. You know, you have players available to, to, to balance. The balance is totally off from the minute one, you know, Coleman's missed clearance and it just creates it. And it's, and then it just, the, the confidence goes and we just fall back to sorts. You know, we've no midfield. So the boys, Keane and Holgate, they'll go across and then one of them will launch it long and we lose it up the field and they'll come back down on us again. And for me, the, the, it's all frustrating. But the fact that we have to look at that for 75 minutes or whatever it was before he made a change, say, what's he watching? You know, it's 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 shocking. It's, it's unacceptable because we, so within 15, 20 minutes, You've the tallest player in the Premier League getting a free header at the back post, and we've no one near him, and there's nothing done. There's no changes, you know, and all the excuses about injuries and everything. But and the players aren't exempt from this either. It's not all on Rafa; it's on the players as well because they take That's the field, that. and you think instinct has to come into some of it. And it's, I, I really don't know where we're going. But that first forty-five minutes, it was dreadful. Yeah, that's the thing, Chris. Even even our best players like the Corey and Allen, just just the confidence is just sucked out. And like the Corey had probably one of his worst games to be honest. I mean, you get the ball away so many times. It's, it was just I don't know what he was he was doing, but everyone's just playing shit at the moment. I, 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 listen, I'll take Anthony Gordon out. He, he's he's playing okay, and maybe Demardi Gray, but there's, there's zero confidence in the squad. 
just zero confidence. I think it's hard. Like the the, the balance, like Rich said, is all over the place. That look that three at the back, it's never really worked for us. If you go back to the Burnley game, even the first half when we beat Burnley earlier on, we couldn't get over half the first mm. 50, 60 minutes against them with the three at the back. Then we brought Gomez came on and we went to a three in midfield and we ended up getting three goals in nine minutes. And we just we don't have the players for it. The likes of Chelsea can get away with it because they're real fast, athletic, technical players that can get up and down and cover the ground. And let's be honest, they're on the front foot more often than not. When you have possession, it's a very good system to be able to overload, you know, the wing backs and get in behind them. We don't have possession. We're we're playing teams like Norwich and having 31% possession. I think we've only had more possession in one game all season. And then when you see repeated players, the same players making the same errors week after week after week, I mean, it must be deflating for the likes of Alan and the Corey, the lads that you do depend on to not kind of get brought down and zapped of energy and enthusiasm, thinking, here we go again. When Let's be honest, they're trying, you know, most of them are trying their best, but Confidence is a huge thing, you know. When you have the same errors week after week and they're not being addressed, it must be for anybody at any level, you get a pain in your bollocks, wouldn't you really? You know, playing schoolboy football even. But I do agree about the car right? There doesn't seem to be an in-between about him or in-between with him. He's either fantastic or he looks like he, he, sh- he should be a swimmer or something because, Jesus Christ, on the ball, I thought he was atrocious, basic mistakes. And that puts you under pressure. And it happens a lot of times when we do get the ball and turn it over and we try to break and we give the ball away so easily and then we're caught out of position. Allen is caught further forward and we have a clean run at the back four and even the wing backs could be pushed up. So It's just we're so, we're so bad in possession that we find ourselves out of shape far too often because we, we haven't got the composure on the ball or the technical players to maintain possession. And look, you can go back to the way he's set up. It was atrocious. No need for it. Don't know what he was thinking. But at the same time, players should be making those mistakes. Like you said about Michael Caine, I'm not going to hammer him because you can go back to when Marco Silva was there and he was making the same mistakes. He's never going to change. He shouldn't be at the club. Holgate shouldn't be at the club. Let's be honest. Um, you know, we've got two young lads in now. Hopefully they'll make a bit of a difference. We get Yerry Mina back. Look, we've always looked a stronger team with Yerry Mina in it, even though he's made of cheese strings. But if you can get him and Godfrey in there, I think Michael Keane needs a break as well because he's played every game and he's mentally fragile, he is, you know. He needs a bit of a time out of the team, I think. But um, he's just so unbalanced, you know. You've a right foot of Coleman running up the left. John Joe Kenny, who isn't going to be at the club, you're relying on him. And I thought he'd done okay, to be fair to him, but top level fullback, you know, Calvert-Lewin only half fit and in fairness he was given scraps, wasn't he? You know, you're on the back foot from minute one and they looked just so composed on the ball. Everything stuck with Brighton. They were pinging the ball around, their movement patterns. They Obviously, Potter's there three years. He has them well coached. They all know their jobs and you say, why can't we do that with, on paper, we have probably superior players in the majority of positions. Why can't we fizz the ball around like that? What are they doing in training, like the lad said? But um, it just, it's just, it's very it's very hard to come on and not repeat what we've been saying. You could go back to our, our games last year with our nine home defeats. We're, we're just repeating ourselves, really. It's going back that far, the same mistakes, same issues. 
But um, it's you know it's at the stage now where it's the whistle goes and honestly it's a struggle of trollers and you, you get on with your life to be honest with you. Whereas when I was a bit younger, you'd be booting wheelie bins and all up and down the road and you'd be going mad for beating again. It's so it's sad that lads that are going home and away every week there's just a sense of apathy and pretty much resigned to this is the way it is. We're beaten again. You know, it's, 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 it's sad to be honest with you. And it's, it is very hard to see a way out at the minute, you know? Yeah. Look, he's not doing himself any favours, Collie, with like selections like that. I mean, I, I, when I, when I seen the team sheet and I seen Coleman and I was, what's he going to do here? Is he going to have, look, I'd never envisaged him at all playing left back. And, Oh, yeah, actually, when I seen Luca Dean on the bench, I said that's that's just him putting two fingers up to Luca Dean's and safe to say, like, fuck you. I mean, it was just almost taking the piss out. Yeah, um, before I, 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 I go into that, Joe, I think obviously we all realize, or anyone listening to this, this podcast, that we are now in a relegation scrap. Oh, 100%. And, uh, Listen, and, if you went, you know, if you went no point that, being naive about it. Not, not yeah. at all. No, no. You know, we're in it. We're in, um, yeah. we're in it. And, and, you know, but anyway, getting back to the whole Luca Dean thing, Joe, given what's come out today, and obviously we're recording this on, on Friday and, and this after the post or uh, the press conference, it seems that Luca Dean, well, again, according to Waffle, doesn't want to be at the club. So, in some ways, if you were Raffle, would you play Dean? He's come and told you that he doesn't want to play for the club anymore. And, and, but but why do you have him on the bench? That's what I'm saying. Was it? It just looked to me like he was. He was. Was it like a, a, a few to, to Luca? Yeah, and, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, possibly. And then someone else said, "Joe, twice, and he never got a never got a second. And then someone else said to me during the week, "You know, Dina only signed a new contract last season. Mm. Um, so obviously he was he was prepared to stay at the club. I look, there's two sides to every story, but." Um, in relation to Rafa, no, he doesn't do himself any any favours by doing that. And, and you know, I, I did think though, Joe, the boon for Rondon coming on the pitch was a bit yeah, off. I'm shocked. Uh, to be honest with you, regardless of who the play, no, absolutely yeah. not. Um, there's been worse players we've all seen in the blue jersey. You know, the Kunu able. No, he doesn't, and, and it just highlights then that the, the game tomorrow, Joe. I know people think he should have been gone, and you're probably right. One win since the since September. We went out of the League Cup in the third round. To me, tomorrow is make or break because there's no more excuses, you know. Uh, okay, we had injuries. Them injuries have started to come back. Okay, we, we haven't had money, but he's been given money and he's brought in two fullbacks um, this week. I know it's only this week, but the, the excuses are now getting null and void, Joe, as such, you know, the kind of way. Um, I don't think, I think Chris hit the nail on the head the, the three at the back just doesn't suit us at all uh, in my opinion Percy I'd probably prefer a 4-1 or a 4-3-3 probably would be our best at least that way then you're, you're adding another body in the centre midfield there but uh, Rafa 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 it's hard to see what's going to happen with him Joe to be honest with you like you would think given now that he's brought two players in has he got the keys to the to the money chest you know as Mashiri opened up and said, "Well, there you go, Rafa. Uh, there's the money for you." I don't know whether any is like uh, listen to Simon Jordan on Talksport, but you know, I listened to him. I think it was yesterday, uh, Thursday. He hit the nail on the head about Mashiri. Uh, you know, the club. I thought there, there's no direction 
there's nothing, you know. And it, as much as people don't like him, fairness to the guy, he spoke to me was he hit he hit the nail on the head, Jesse, when he spoke about Mashiri and directionless Joe. And you have to speak then about Graham Sharp coming onto the board. That's another, you know, jobs for the boys for, in my mind. But where do we go, Joe? You know, the kind of way we need to get back winning. You know, we need to have some sort of uh, of confidence instilled in the team. And the two lads that came in, hopefully they can hit the ground running. But you know, are they gonna are they gonna grab the team by the, the, the throat and, and drag us up? I'm not too sure, Joe, to be honest with you. I really am it. Um but I think Rafa needs to really, really, really look at his formation tomorrow and put out the strongest team because I think he's coming. I, I think he's dangerously close now to the end. Yeah, it, it's it's the stubbornness that gets me, Rich. I mean, he, I, I, I watch his press conference, but I'm, I'm actually just you know, put off because it's the same nonsense all the time. It reminds me of like uh, the late days of Martin. It's just just his way is the only way, and, and he's not going to switch. He's not going to change. But I mean, like we we said it time and time again. The car and that in the midfield are just getting overrun. Sometimes there's four against two, and, and teams can see this. So how how can our manager not see? It? I don't know. I don't know. And the fact that it went on for seventy five minutes before he made a change the other day is, you know, it, it's 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 crazy stuff, you know. And the fact that we that he has moved to a three clearly he doesn't want to play it, but sometimes he's just going to have to swallow his own pride and say, right, this is what I have at my disposal and this is what works in order to get the best out of what I have for now. And if he wants to build a squad around something, but it's his stubbornness, you know, and you see it with the players as well, that whether it, it's a lingering thing with himself and Hamas, that was the reason he mo- was moved out the same with, with Dean. And to be honest, with the, the with the Luca Dean thing as well, that if there is two sides to it, obviously, and he's saying that Dean has kind of down tools and he wasn't making himself avail- available and he was making it more about himself, I kind of back him in that sense. You know, mm-hmm. that if a fella doesn't want to be at the club and he's more interested about himself and him saying that his stats were better when we finished 10th or whatever it was, however he was trying to spin it. If you don't want to be at the club, don't be there, you know, and I because I think it brings the camp down and things like that. And we're in a vulnerable enough position. I think you're better off having a bad egg out just, just, despite how good of a player he is. But um, I, I just think for his, I don't know what he was even thinking with the three at the back. I really don't want to where it comes from and stuff, but he's not doing himself any favors in in any in any side of it, you know. I suppose, and I I don't know where he goes. To be honest, if it was me, he'd be gone. Um, you know, we were just talking off air before we came on, and kind of what 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 would we have done? And I I'd have him gone by now, you know. I think Chris, when we lost to Palace after getting the bounce back against Arsenal, it should have been trigger pull. But I really don't know if it's going to happen, you know. If if he's there now, is it is it are they his signings? Basically, they've, it's been rumored that they've been kind of brands was working on on some of them, and they've been, they've been in the pipeline for a while. So are are they actually his picks? You know, he's on about what their his style of players to 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 play attacking football and to win the ball up high and to turn up. We haven't seen it, you know. Oh. So it's, it's sound bites in, in different things, and it's all contradictory, and it's just you know at least we we don't see a plan as Collie said. There's no pattern. There's no nothing. So. I mean, it is, I, I really don't know what's going on on the field. You don't know what's going on off the field. And it's just a mess. You know, he really, he really is. And, you know, if it was me, he'd be gone. But who knows what'll happen with, with the way we run this club. Uh, I know. It's just, listen, we're repeating ourselves here, Chris. It's just from top to bottom, there's just no no plan, no. And 
don't, I, I'm not even going to get into the Graham Sharp uh, appointment. I just as much as he's like one of our greatest ever players, I just don't see his point uh, being on the board and what what he will bring at a board level. But that's listen, that's another thing. Um, but the, as far as Benitez goes, like his stubbornness is just ridiculous. And I watched a bit of his press conference today, and he was talking about Luca Dean that. Uh, a person had to put what's best for the club ahead of their own. I think the manager needs to kind of take that on board himself because, like, he he needs to be flexible enough to, to change or to switch. And I just see, like I said, two lads in midfield getting absolutely ran around ragged, and two of our, probably our best players. So, like I said, if we can see it, how can he not see it and change? Not 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 wait seventy or seventy five minutes to make a change. He's a dictator, Joe. He's stubborn, you know, in his ways. He doesn't want to be wrong. Um, but it's, it's, you know, as Richie said, sound bites. But you look at the likes of his press conference, he says a lot of what you want to hear, you know, in terms of talking about, obviously, look, players that don't want to be here. Good luck, there's the door. Want to build a mentality t- with desire that will work hard, that will be on the front foot and... We know the positions where we're weak. It's going to take time. It can't be done overnight and window to window. We're going to, like, we, we know that's what we know, what we want. But what actually transpires on the pitch is the polar opposite of what mm. the plan seems to be, you know. And ultimately, results are what dictates things. I would have probably got rid of him after Palace personally. I think it's at the stage now where it's probably past the point of. Like that, that, that's that's gone now. I think he's been here too long now that they won't sack him. Mm. As as Rich said, we're after giving him two players. We're probably going to get another one or two more. So I mean, it's that's the whole. If it goes back to the whole shit show the club is in at the minute, like you're bringing in players and then you're trusting a manager who could be gone within a couple of weeks, and then these new lads are after signing. Not said. Signing for Benitez, but in a normal club, the manager is going to have a big say on the players that come in, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he gave the okay to them. But sometimes, you know, like Ancelotti got players to Everton. There's no way the likes of Rodriguez or Allen would have come to Everton with yeah. Ancelotti. Certain managers have a pull, and they go to clubs because of a manager. So it just doesn't make any sense to be recruiting players and then getting rid of the manager within a couple of weeks and the players are, they could have just signed. That's partially the reason Luca Dean wants out. Apparently, after Ancelotti left, he felt like promises were broken about the direction of the club and and uh, that's sort of what he's trying to dumb me out of pram for. Benitez thing then, look, he's not innocent in it whatsoever. But there is an element to these players have been getting away with mortar down and tools and not bothering the balls for years. And we've needed someone to come in and shake things up and weed out all the bad eggs and the lads that don't want to know or are going through the motions earning their paychecks. And now that that's been done, he's up doing the recruitment team. Brands is gone. The medical team, he's putting his stamp on things. They don't get me wrong, whether rightly or wrongly, it's not take the Benitez over. But we have needed something to do that, come and, you know, not be a push over and let the players get away with murder and actually 
you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kick up a bit of a fuss and that seems to be happening. But unfortunately, it's not transpiring onto results on the pitch and that's the only way he's going to buy himself some time, really. Like, if he goes, then a new manager is going to come in with the same shy players. You know what? You're going to get a few game new manager bounce out with him and then what? No director of football. You're going to have to bring in a whole... Benitez's medical team will go with him. Whoever's doing recruitment is going to go with him. So you need to bring in mid-season a whole new recruitment team, a whole new medical team, new coaching staff, management. I just, I just can't see it. I think Mashiri is really, he's really just putting, he's putting all his eggs in the one basket. He's taking a big gamble that he's going to keep. Well, you know, we've nineteen points and we're essentially at the halfway point. I mean, if we if we get nineteen points in the second half, we're we're down. Really, so we need to win seven or eight of our last twenty games, really, to be mid-table. I think he's just banking on that happening when we get a few players back and get a few uh, new lads in that we get enough wins on the board to just finish mid-table. And they probably the plan is probably look to the summer then and get rid of your Towsons, your Kennys, your Gomez's, Holgates, Mainas, players like that. There's going to be a lot of players gone and. Unfortunately, I think Richie will be gone as well. There's a lot of money as well that can be spent in, you know, changing the team up a bit, getting a new centre back in. So I think that's what they're banking on, but it's a risky game and we're not picking up results, really, you yeah. know. So that's where our whole game is, you know, it's make it's I think it's make or break, really. Because I mean, we're after we've won wins in September. We went out at the first hurdle against QPR in the League Cup and to go out the FA Cup against the 19th place team in the Championship who more than likely won't be full strength themselves. It's just, it's very hard to, to see how we could survive it. But with Mishiri, you just, you don't know. But that's where we need transparency. What's the plan? Answer the question. What's the plan for the next, where do we want to be as a club? Do we want to be in Europe? Do we want to be Champions League? What do we want to do? How are we going to get there? What's the plan to get there? What do we need to get there? What steps of the club? All these questions need to be answered and a bit of transparency would probably settle things down a bit and take, maybe not the heat off the manager, but it would, it would just stop the big frenzy and all the uncertainties that's going on with the club. No one knows what's going on, what the plan is, how we're going to get out of this. There's some sort of plan behind the scenes, but let the fans know because they're getting a lot of they're just giving people more, more sort of ammunition to berate the club at every opportunity over anything, really. You know, as you said, Graham Sharp, not personally getting pelters, but things like that looks like it's jobs for the boys again. Where's his, his, you know, as much of a legend as he is, where is his business? You know, you want someone coming in from outside the organisation that has a good understanding of the commercial side of the game, of, of business, who's a successful businessman that will come in and challenge the board from the outside and change how things have been run. Whereas the fact Kenroy calls him Sharpie in his interview, it just says it all to me. Just another, another yes man that isn't necessarily going to point the fingers at the men that pay his wages, is he, you know? Mm. That's it. I'm not going to get into Graham Sharp because it's just it's just a different podcast in itself. Um, just as far as direction of the club and and uh, like you get an email every now and then from Denise Barabax and blah 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 blah. blah. Just 
same old nonsense. But uh, it's just Mishiri or someone to come out and just just ha- uh, give an interview. Just let us know what's going on. Like we all know the shit's going on behind the scenes. They're not going to tell us everything. But, but the fans just want want some kind of idea of what direction the club has taken them. At, at the moment, like Chris says, with nothing coming out in the club, just rumour and rumour. It just... And it indicates me that the, the gap between the fans and the club seems to be getting wider and wider by the week, which that's that's the main problem for me. Joe, you took the words out of my mouth, to be honest with you. I think that the disconnect now between the fan base and the club is just widening and widening and widening per week. Mm. Um <clears throat> I know you. I know you're not a lover of Twitter, Joe. But the Everton Twitter land is just—it it can be funny, it can be sad, it can be frustrating, it could be every emotion underneath the sun, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, tweets are put up there and 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 their personal opinions about the club, and unfortunately, over the last <laughs> long time, Joe, but certainly the last couple of months, to being very, very uh, despondent, let's say, you know, in relation to the club. Um, I 100% agree with Chris and everything Chris has said there like you guys are season ticket holder show uh, I went over for the derby this game and got long COVID out of it so I won't be going back over for a while but uh, um, it's just it's sad Joe because it's my club it's our club you know the kind of way and we come on and do this podcast and you know I spoke about uh, I spoke Last, on one of the podcasts last year you know there's kids out there I have a young player who's nine doesn't like football at all but then when Everton play he'd chill for Man United you know the kind of way and like how can you turn around to a young player he's not he, he doesn't really do football and he doesn't play football but like how can you encourage a young player to, to support a club and you know they look at the likes of Man City's and, and Chelsea's and, and even to show you across the park from us you know the kind of way and how well they're doing and I just, it's, it's very hard, Joe, at the moment to be any, any way confident. Uh, and, and, and I was listening to a, 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 another podcast during the week and, you know, we come on here week in, week out and we try and be as positive as we possibly can, Joe, you know, about the club. And I love the club. I've always loved it. But just, it's, it's getting harder and harder, Joe, you know, the kind of way. And all we're looking for is, as you said, transparency, Joe, that's all. Just let us know and, and, and what, what the plan is. You know, God forbid if we are to be beaten tomorrow night, he has to go. And I understand what the lads have said. And, well, he, he's brought in two players and all that. But I just think, what else is there in this season? You know, when our season's over, it's actually ended quicker this season than it has done in most seasons. I think it was over now by the end of October. You know, the kind of way, and look, we can make the excuse of injuries, but everything gets injuries, Joe, you know, the kind of way. Everything since Mashiri, uh, since Mashiri's come into the club, everything has been a failure, in my mind. Um, I was a big fan of brands. I don't think the director of football is working or worked with us, has worked at other clubs, and I can understand why Mashiri went down that road, but it just didn't work. Um it's just the frustration level. You, you see players that we spent massive amount of money on and how we are. And now we're, we're, we're scraping around looking down the back of the sofa and we're in FFP trouble or whatever the case may be. And then you look at other clubs around and even the look, you look at the Brightons, Joe, you know, the kind of way. And, and 
let's be honest, that's that's the, the, the teams that we're associated with now at the moment. We're, we're a mid-table team in the Premiership. And Potter has them playing well. He started off, and I know he was under pressure in the fourth season, but he has them playing well. He, he stuck with them. They've stuck with Potter. They gave him another contract. And it, it, it's shown, you know, and look, Brighton are never go on, going to go on and be a top four team, but they're progressing every season. You know, the kind of, and that's that's all we're looking for, a bit of progression and a bit of entertainment. You know, the kind of, like, you know, you, you three guys could fly over. I know Chris is going to the game tomorrow. Night. You, you, he's going over looking for a win, a bit of entertainment. But as he rightly said, what's your expect, expectation level now going over? Do you really expect to win? Yeah, and that's sad, you know, the that to me that that's sad because it's not what my club is, it's not what it was. And I just want them to get back to some sort of semblance to the way we were and, and the club that we were. We have made mistakes, um, and mistakes can, can be can be reversed, but you know, decisions need to be made and I just it's it's frustrating, John unfortunately, and uh, you know, I just wish we could get back to Winning ways, and I just can't see where the next win is coming from, Joe. To be honest with you, I really don't. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's just, a it's a bit despondent to know, Joe, but it's just, yeah, you know, no, listen, yeah, it's just, listen, I say this loads of times. We come on here every weekend, we just, if it's shit, we have to call it shit. We can't, there's no point coming on and blasting it up and talking loud, absolute crap. If it's rubbish, it's rubbish, so. Uh, anyway, listen, let's just kind of get a little bit of positivity for people torn out and ring the Samaritans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Anthony Gordon, Rich, uh, I thought it was by far his best game and he's been playing well. I feel so sorry for him and a couple of others with all the shit we've been going through the last couple of months. Um, he's getting better and, and he's progressing and I was delighted for him. The first goal, I thought it was an OG, but they gave it to him. But I'm just so delighted for him to get his goals. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, it's been a while coming and I felt for a while that he was getting frustrated because he was trying to trying to rush it, trying to push it. Mm. You know, he really wanted it. But uh, for me, I, I thought he grabbed, grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and tried to get us back into it on his own. You know, he was picking the ball up. He was running at him. And to be honest, I think he went renegade on Benitez and just said, right, because there's no way that was the tactics, you know, yeah. for him for him to go running at players the way we've seen us set up. And I thought he just got it. He went at him. He was dangerous. You know, he is... Whatever your man's name is, that the, when he went to the right, you hit the left full kind of tight and knots a couple of times. You know, he was really, really good. You know, a couple of times he's he set pieces, let him down. He kicked the ball dead twice from corners and a few yeah. kicks. Small things, though. You can work on those. And look, you said that it shouldn't happen, but I thought his general play, it was for me his best game that he's played for. Is just his passion. You know, he comes across, you know, it means so much to him. And I think having. The likes of that attitude coming out, you'd hope that little things like that will rub off on some of the other losers in the camp because it means so much that that can't that it can't kind of spread, you know. So yeah, no, it it, it was it was by far the big positive, I suppose. His performance getting down back and back in the starting eleven as well, and the Mary Gray, and they, for me, they were the the, tri- the three positives for out, out of the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, Gordon, he just tries all the time, Chris, and and okay, Rich said them. The kind of schoolboy stuff kicking the ball out play my corner, but I I I kind of go the other way. Like from that side, a right foot player shouldn't be taking the corner. It's just that's just a, I think I think it's just simple stuff to be honest. But uh, I just thought he just ran and ran and ran, which he's been doing all the time to be honest. 
Well, it's good to see him start to have a bit of end product about him, Joe, because I think he's always had that bit of directness and a bit of pace, and he just lacked that final ball up until this point. He got a great assist against Chelsea with the with the ball in for Brantwaite's goal, and he's after getting two goals under his belt now. So that's only going to keep bringing him on an awful lot. And he's, in fairness, he's contributed an awful lot more than the majority of the senior players have over the last few months. So fair play to him. You know, he's one of us. Well, you know, he's a scouser. He's a local lad. He, he's always going to give 100%. You know, it's the only club he wants to play for. And he's determined to, you know, he's determined to make it. But um, I think he's only, he's only going to get better over the next couple of seasons as he bulks a bit as well. He's still only a young lad. He's a bit of a bit of bulking up to do probably, but once he, you know, a bit more of experience, a bit more composure and decision making will hopefully improve as well with, with all the games he's getting. Um you know it's 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 looking really good for him. Again, we can't get carried away and expect too much from him because he's only a young lad and young lads can be streaky as well. They go through games where, you know, it's not going for them and you know, it's hard and a struggling team as well, but I don't think you can really fault him. As you said, look, he's a few bad set pieces, giving the ball away a couple of, but they're all doing that. You know, he's not losing track of the ball in, in his own box and giving away a goal. He's not costing us goals, you know. He's one of our only major threats at the other end of the park. And, you know, he's only going to get better. Hopefully, I'd much rather see the likes of a garden playing that has scope for improvements. It's going to keep determined to get better that wants to short that's going to work hard and even the defensive side of his game is, is, has improved an awful lot I'd leave him in the team he has just that direct pace you know those goals will give him confidence despite us uh, getting beaten but I'd rather him all day long than players like Iwobi in the team that just it's not going to happen for them they've had enough opportunities and they're not really going to bring anything to the table whereas Gordon I think the only way he's going to go is up but uh, look, and hopefully as well with better players around him is going to bring him on a bit as well. But uh, yeah, look, I thought he was really good, deserved his goals and it's just a shame for him and for us, obviously, that they'll probably be forgotten about because the result was so poor, but he's not shying away. He's trying to take responsibility and I think you have to, it doesn't always come off him, but you have to admire that when the chips are down. He's a young lad and he's shown a bit of leadership. I think some of the other players could really take a bit of that from him, you know? Yeah, I think that's the thing, probably, uh, like, we, we always say every single week that if you if you put the effort in, put a bit of sweat on the short, like, you can forgive little mistakes like that. But, like, he's getting himself out there by, by putting the effort in and, like, the goals are coming now, so hopefully, like I said, he'll kick on, but that's all you want to see is someone just trying their absolute best, which, should, again, it should be just a given that you give absolutely 100% and, just as like Chris said, there's too many players in that squad that just don't. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Bang on, Joe. And um, in fairness to Anthony uh, Gordon, he he gives it every week he starts, or even when he does come off the bench, um, he gives he gives it all. And, and in fairness, so does Gray as well. Joe, I think Gray's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the only one. Yeah. yeah, but no, but I agree with you. Gordon is uh, he gives it all, but. That's just a passion about being an Evertonian, I suppose, Joe, as well. You know, that kind of way. So. <laughs> right, uh, we'll go into the Cup tomorrow. Um, it's just, basically, we said this a few times, but it's just a must-win game, Rich. Um, whole night, I, I, to be honest, I 
haven't looked much at them. I know they lost one last week. Uh, like you said, first game in a while. 19th in the championship. Um, we, we just have to win. It's it's just a simple, simple must-win game. Yeah, 100%. And I think the, the focus on it has changed after getting beaten again last week. That, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking last week about would we mix it up a bit. For me, you, I wouldn't say maybe go 100%, but he's got to make a couple of changes, but go 90% strong. You know, the idea, just win the game. I think for everybody, for the players, for himself, a win, not, nothing other than a win will will, will suffice here. I think, I think he'd realise that himself. Surely he knows that his job must be on the line. But for confidence around the club, you know, you get a couple of new players in, a win is a, a win is vital. You know, you've two new boys, whether they'll start or not, I, I'd be honest, I don't see both of them starting. I think it'd be a, a big ask, seemingly they haven't done anything in over in a couple of weeks. So... Mm. But just having the options to change kind of down, you know, go ahead, win the game. As you said, they're 19th in the championship for a reason, you know. Obviously, we're not going well, but they're not going well either. They haven't played in a while, I suppose, due to COVID. Probably won't be at full strength either, you know. So, look, it shouldn't even be something that we're worried about. Look, it's the cup and anything can happen. We know that. But if we have anything about us, I think this needs to be just full belt. Just just get it done. Just And if not, we're, I think it could unravel at a at a quicker pace than it's already unraveling at. Yeah, I think so. I take it like if we're comfortable in mid table, Chris, uh, and like we're not where we are, but like we make a lot of changes for tomorrow and you know choice like squad players or fringe players, but we just can't afford to do that. We just need to win this game. Simple as that. Just don't know what he's gonna do with you. You you can't oh. be going down there and setting up with the three at the back or the five at the back again and trying to play that way again it's just he's setting himself up for failure there too in midfield and chances are he probably rests Alan or Decore one or the other will probably get a rest and say the likes of Gomez will get a, get a run out or Delph or whoever, whoever's fit um, we, he's seen a QPR we can't afford to even as no. a championship team we can't make that many changes you know where we'd be beaten and I think he'll probably start the uh, Begovic will probably get a run out. We're hoping not. Jesus, if it goes to penalties, forget about it. He won't save any of them. <laughs> Keeper shouldn't really need a break, you know. But uh, I don't see why we won't go near full team. I know we've left during the week, but I mean, we've had one game in 17 days and we look way off the pace. It looks like we need games in terms of our match sharpness and our fitness. So I think he'll leave Coleman out. He'd probably, he'd probably start to Patterson, the young lad, probably give him a run out and give him maybe 65, 70 minutes and he'd probably bring John Joe Kenny on then to cover that side. Hopefully we're, we're clear. Um, you're probably talking then Godfrey left back, Kane and Holgate, you would, you would imagine. I don't think Brant Wade is going to make it. I think he's a bit of a hamstring issue. So, um, yeah, what do you, what do you do? And like, I, you have to keep guarding the team because you'd be full of confidence. And this is a game which would actually he'd probably be fairly hopeful of getting another goal or two against championship opposition. So I'd leave him in. Again, young lad. We've only played one game in 17 days, as I said. It's just up top, isn't it? Like, you're not going to have Richie or Dom. It's going to be Rondon. As much as we want one of the young lads, he's going to play Rondon. He's probably going to play Garden and Gray off him, you would imagine. Townsend probably won't be back. So you don't know what he's going to do, but we have to go out and be professional. And, you know, no stupid goals giving away corners after three minutes and being on the back foot and chasing the game. 
I think there was only one game. I think we took the lead in our season. I don't know. We, we just keep giving away goals. We're always chasing the games. Just go down there and get a goal. Early doors, settle down. Try our, we should be, you know, dictating the play, attacking these, and they should be the ones defending and putting them behind the ball. But you can just see it being the polar opposite, you know. We just sit back and sit back and play in the counter, and you can't do it against a team like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he changes things around. But again, like Collie said, it's you just don't know what to expect. I'm kind of hoping going down here and I'm going to have a great day. Half five kickoff, nice easy trip trip down, have a few beers before the game. Three and a half thousand blues, we'd be vocal. We get a two or three goals and everyone goes home happy, but. It never, it's not oh, it going to go that smooth, is it? <laughs> it's always going to be a spanner in the works, extra time or something. I, I don't know, but you, you like to think that we'll, we'll go down and we'll put a stamp on the game and be professional win by a couple of goals. But mm. anything else, it doesn't bear thinking about, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, you know, you're seeing how you're seeing how angry that uh, the away end was when we were beating down at Brentford, I think. The way in the hole, if we get put out of the cup, well, it'll boil over to something we haven't seen in a long time. It'll be nasty. Yeah, yeah I just hope it. I just hope it doesn't get that. Uh, just I know that, that again, there's nothing coming out about this. Yeah, but uh, even if fit, Collie, I, 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 I wouldn't chance him. To be honest, because uh, no. like when when you play, I know we listen. We need we need. I'd rather win against Leicester than as much as I love the cup. Leicester is the be all and end all on Tuesday, uh, and the league should take precedence over the cup. But um, I, I wouldn't risk him because I just don't want some whole defender. I want to make a name for himself and crack him. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, Joe. I don't think DCL be near the squad at all tomorrow, and hopefully he's uh, he's okay then for Tuesday night. Wouldn't mind seeing uh, young Dobbin. Uh, yeah, yeah doing very well when he comes on against Chelsea. Yeah, and obviously just the contract issue with him and he hasn't signed yet. And, you know, the kind of, I know Benitez has spoken out publicly in relation that he's handling the, the contract negotiations and he's quite hopeful. But, you know, Dobbin can play out in the wing as well. Um, but for me, Joe, tomorrow night, he has to go full strength to start with. Um, hopefully get a couple of goals up like Chris said get an early goal and, and settle into the game down but if it turns he can go if we, even when we do on the rare occasions take the lead so we, we, we tend to see them to fall back and uh, avoid pressure onto us so we need to get a couple of goals up and, and if that's the case I'll make our changes then after 60 minutes and, and give players a rest for Tuesday but I think it's pivotal that uh, we start full strength and look it's on BBC One if I'm not if 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 I'm right, and they're not showing the game for nothing, Joe. They're expecting a possible uh, exit for us, you know, the kind of way. So it's it's going to be a tough game, and I've no doubt that Hull will sit in, and you know they look for as many corners as possible, and they got the tallest players that they have up for the corners, and just hope for the best end they can get something off the corners. And who wouldn't? Because the way we've been playing and the way we're defending our set pieces at the moment is horrific. Um. It's going to be a really, really, really tough game, Joe, tomorrow night. Really tough game. I think uh, it's going to be if, a slog. If we concede early, you can you can imagine the crowd. Obviously, they're home. Uh, attendance are at home, so the crowd getting on the back and, you know, got, 
God knows if we, God help us if we do lose tomorrow, Joe, because as Chris rightly said, I think there'd be war. I really do. Yeah, it just honestly just doesn't bear thinking about the lose tomorrow. But listen, it's happened before. Yeah, right, we get into um predictions uh just before we touch off on the a uh, couple of bits of transfer news. Uh, Rich, prediction for tomorrow? Um, again, I suppose just it's it's must win. I'm going to go 2-0 over them. Okay, Chris? 2-1 away win. You want to lose. And Paul? Yeah, I'm going to go with Chris. I don't think we'll uh, keep a clean sheet, but 2-1 will win. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go 3-0. I'll just... Like I said, I haven't seen much of Hull, but ninth into the championship, um, I just think we we need this win for conference, obviously to get through. But we just need to boost our conference. So I think if he goes full strength against the team, news it's just it's it's a show in itself. I just think if he goes full strength, uh, train out, we can in get out like Chris said, good to hell, nice easy train out win, game done next round. Away to Man City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, just before we go, a couple of uh, transfer. Obviously, the two lads are coming in now during the week, Rich. Um, two young lads. Uh, I know we, we kind of touched on it earlier, whether these are beneath the signings or not, but uh, I know we were looking at your man Patterson. We made a couple of bids apparently last summer. But uh, it's good to see young, young, young players come in. Yeah. Not the likes uh, of like journeyman, like Rondon and so on. Yeah, no, great to see. And the type of signers that you want, you know, that'll come on and they have the potential to kind of progress and to build and to improve with us. And, you know, that hopefully you get, whether it's five years, whether it's seven years, whatever it is, that they have that potential at, at that age, 22 and 20, you know, at the right age with the money that we've paid from, our investment should be covered no matter what happens, you know. So, yeah, I mean, both great signings, great potential from, you know, Patterson is really, really high, highly thought of from coming from Rangers and playing for Scotland already. And I know he wasn't first choice at Rangers, but I think that's their captain is... Yeah, Tavernier. Tavernier, yeah. One of the main set-piece men for him. So, um, yeah, it's great. I don't know much about the other players I said last week, Mikulenko, but... Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just it's the right type of signing. It's what we should be aiming for, and I've seen us linked to a couple of other kind of younger guys as well, which is which is good to see. Whether it's a change, and maybe there's lessons after being learned and saying right that we're changing our policy. This is what we're going for, and getting rid of the egos. And I suppose you see Coutinho going to Villa Villa today, and you see the wages that he's on. And did did we kind of say right? Maybe we couldn't afford it. Maybe we kind of said, you know what? We don't want to take a risk here and and, and be burned again. So. I'm hoping that there's lessons learned and that there's a new strategy in place and that we're saying, right, this is the way we're going to go forward, whether whoever's doing the signings. But for me, they're 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 two good signings. And um, I suppose with the left back as well, obviously with Dini out and we have what you call him to come back, that's gone out and loan as well. Okay. We have, yeah, that, that we have mm-hmm. another left back there as well. So um it's the future, you know, but again, it's it's hard to know kind of Will they hit the ground running? Will they be kind of thrown straight into it? But either way, I think that, I think that they're both very good signers. Yeah, yeah. I know this is your uh, favourite time of year, Colly. Uh, the Jim White season, as I call it. Thank, thank God he's gone and he's not on telly anymore. He's an absolute clown. But um, I think this is just the way we should do. Young, hungry players, Colly. Uh, not overly expensive, to be honest. I think I think what sixteen million and nineteen million, whatever. 
for, for the two of them. But, uh, and that's over the course wide. of that deal, so. Yeah, well, add-ons. <laughs> won't be yeah, any add-ons. Yeah, so we won't be getting any add-ons <laughs> yeah. from this. Yeah. Um, but I think this it's just stick to this. Get young, hungry players in who, not journeymen, like I mentioned before, these lads who, just, they're not arsed, they're just there to collect the wage. But this has to be the way now forward, no matter who the manager is. Just like you've said it before and Richie said it as well, have have a plan in place throughout the whole club, not just the first team. So this has to be the way forward. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. And, uh, you know, I've spoken about this before and I, the 23 is one last night and one well. I watched a bit of the highlights and young Stanley Mills had two cracking goals. Um, Danny Mills' son. Um, but we've been we've been scouting or from what I can gather we've been scouting a lot of the championship uh, players uh, I know young Knight from Derby the, the Republic of Ireland international yeah I know he's been talked to he'd be a smashing player Joe um, have a word as that. I, know, I know his father very oh, well yeah I know, yeah, no, yeah he's, have he's, a word yeah, yeah. We've, we've, we've scouted a, a four or five other players Joe I think what he's looking for is a, a winger or certainly reports coming out he's looking for a winger and, and a number 10 uh, now, just before we started the podcast, of it, a very good friend of mine who's a sports fan, and he texted me um, to something on their forums, the, the, the sports forums, that Conte is looking at Pickford and possibly looking to make a move for Pickford in this window rather than the summer because he feels that they could push on a bit further or certainly more than they expected. Now, nothing else has come out. I haven't heard anything else, but maybe that's one to, to look out for. But, um, and then outgoings, Joe, he said Gabamon could go out, which, look, that's not going to come as a surprise. Towson is mm. prepared to sit in his hole and wait till the end of the summer. Can you blame the chap? Look, if you're in that position, probably now he's getting a six-figure sum, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. So he, he's prepared just to sit and, and see out the time. Um, Holgate then has been linked with Burnley or, or possibly Newcastle. Um yeah, uh, it, it, there's actually going to be more business done, not just by us, but I think by other clubs in this window, Joe. There's, there's a lot of players out there that are coming to the end of their contracts. Um, and I know, I know we've been looking at a guy uh, in France, a midfielder. So hopefully we get, I think he, he already said today in the press conference, he hopes to get maybe one or two more in, possibly loans, Joe, given that financial status. But um, I think Dania will, will go obviously before um, the end of the window. Chelsea has been mentioned, but I have a sneaky suspicion for Villa. Villa seems to be pushing the boat out and giving Gerard what, what he wants. So, like, there's massive wages there for Coutinho. Um, he wouldn't have the best injury um, record. So, that's a big gamble for Gerard. But they're looking for a left full as well. So, who knows? Um, but now it's going to be an interesting month. And hopefully, by the end of it, we're just stronger in that players have come in. And made a difference, and players that just don't want to be here have gone out. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to touch on that thousand thing. I've seen a couple of interviews there, Chris. Uh, no, whether it's just hyper talk or that, but uh, Basic does want to come in from, but like he's happy enough to sit on his arse collecting big wages till the end of the contract, which is just again, it's just sick. I mean, we 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 just seem to find these players that they're not arsed, just want to. Sign for some big ways and absolutely not put the effort in. Yeah, well, look, it is, it is sickening. He's draining our resources, and that money could be put to somebody that's going to contribute. But 
look, if your boss said, Joe, six months, you're out of here, and wherever you go, then you're getting minimum wage. You're going to say, yeah, all right. No, I know, I know, I, 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 I understand that. But he's, but, yeah, but he's been doing it for like three or four seasons now, Chris. It's, it's not just a six-month thing. Chap is just immersed. Uh, I know there's a few of them, but we just, we just need to go out and find these lads. It's just, yeah, a bad recruitment. And unfortunately for us, we have a good few of those players that we gave stupidly large contracts to average players that nobody else is going to pay them the money. So they're happy to just sit on their... It's a lifestyle for them. Half of them don't care about playing football. Right. They'll, they'll get their leg rubbed on the physio table and get massaged at Finch Farm every day, getting 60, 80 grand a week. They don't care if they're playing it. The majority of them don't because it's a lifestyle. They just want to go home and finish training with their fancy cars and sit with their families. And as a fortune, that's, that's just the way modern footballers are. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're just going to have to wait it out until the summer. But I think there will be a few... Uh, there will be a few more ins and outs, you would imagine, by the end of the window. So it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting this year for a change yeah. for January. But um, you know, it will be nice to get a little bit of momentum now with the fixtures we have. Like we should be winning tomorrow, but Leicester is tough. If you can at least don't get beat. If you can't win, don't get beat by them. And then we go to Norwich. If you can go down there, then and then add another player or two. You're, you're kind of building a little bit of momentum then coming into the second half of the season. You would, you would hope, you know. Mm. I think we Villa then at home and Coutinho gets his only goal for Villa against us. But <laughs> it's, it's bring you right back down to earth. But now look, start tomorrow and let's, let's try to get a win on the board tomorrow and look, let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Just getting into the half, like I said. Just, it's all about getting into the half. Hi, lads. Thanks very much for today. Uh, I don't know how we got the content out <laughs> and I hope people are still listening because it's just uh, oh, I don't know It's we, we said it a few times if you just change the name of the team it's the same every week but we, we have to try our best and I know people keep tuning in and we have our regular listeners but uh, just try to be as positive as you can lads and be holding into the hat and carry on we win the FA Cup job Oh, yeah, run around Wembley with the FA Cup. That's it. We'll have, That's a, it. have a supper that, Colleen. Thank you very much. We'll do the podcast from lawyer from Wembley. Oh, yeah, Wembley Way. Travis, Farber, sorry, run down Wembley Way, wrecking the place. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be in row C tomorrow near the corner flag, so you can you might you might see me now. Yeah, don't, heads, be run, don't be running on the pitch now. Yeah. Don't be running on the pitch trying to grab the baller. Uh, will you be the one with uh, Fraser Wobby can have your jersey someone your sure. Everton allegiance will be fucking running on the pitch most of them will do nothing <laughs> <laughs> alright listen it's, enjoy the trip tomorrow Chris and, uh, will do boys we'll enjoy pal take it easy bye bye Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.